BSRC, the Boston Surface Railroad Company. From Worcester through Woonsocket to Providence. Ride the rail soon with BSRC. BSRC.com. WilliamCarltonBoston.com. Check out William Carlton Workshop for the finest handmade caps and accessories. WilliamCarltonBoston.com. Need a medical marijuana recommendation like I did? Do what I did. CanacareDocs.com. Compassionate, compliant, and confidential. Go where I went, my can, to get my medical recommendation in Massachusetts. CanacareDocs.com. If you're suffering like I am from back pain, or maybe you have MS, post-traumatic stress, seizures, AIDS, cancer, glaucoma. If you're suffering from pain like I am daily, call CanacareDocs.com. It's a much safer way to go. No opiates. You want medical legal cannabis? CanacareDocs.com. Convenient, nine Massachusetts locations, Peabody, Quincy, Waltham, Brockton, Stoughton, South Dennis, Cape Cod, Fall River, and Worcester. Also, I forgot, Seekonk, also in the states of Delaware, Connecticut, Rhode Island, Maine, and coming soon to New Hampshire and New York, it's CanacareDocs.com. Get your medical recommendation, get legal, CanacareDocs.com. Welcome to the show, The Young Jerks. My name is Mike Crawford. And I'm sitting next to another guest co-host. Uh, people may hey hey <laughs> no may know uh, my regular co-host is out, and we talked about that last week. We're not going to get into that again, but uh, you can definitely support her. Write her a letter, Lauren. Uh, we miss her. We want her back. Uh, but sitting next to me, hey hey, I'm Warren Lynch. Warren Lynch, who are you again? Uh, I'm today's guest co-host, and I. Uh, was a disqualified candidate for U.S. House in the 3rd District. Because you ran too late. Yep. But you, you uh, were kind of following Bernie Sanders' lead when he asked people to run for office. You've been looking into it, and it looks like you're going to run. Yep. Uh, going to try again and Yeah, try again. And have more yep. time, strategy, build up the Facebook page, hopefully, right? Yep. So what's the Facebook page? Because I screwed it all up last time. Because you changed uh, what office you're running for again, back oh, to yeah. what you originally <laughs> wanted, which is great. It's uh, Warren Lynch for Mass State Rep? Or, yeah, or for Massachusetts State Rep. State Rep. Yep. Perfect. So check that out. Uh, you're, the way I know you primarily, though, is uh, going way back. You've been doing movies and, and video, and you did a TV show, Boston Boxing. That Yeah, you, you were on it. Yeah, oh. I was on it. I actually filmed some of it with my handy cam, and yep. my Mike Can pirate cam, as you used to call them. <laughs> yeah, and we had you playing Robbie Roadsteamer's uh, campaign manager for a while. Oh, yeah, that was quite desperation, a, a well-known web series that uh, people know and like. Yeah. You directed some of those episodes. Sure did. And you got some movies, too, that you did. Uh, I know uh, one of them that everyone, a lot of people know, and, and sort of it's a... Uh, Maybe a cult favorite, right? <laughs> and Pony Trouble. Pony yeah. Trouble. You know which one I was talking about. I mean, people know that. Look it up. Pony Trouble. Warren. Uh, Warren Lynch. So I'm happy to have you. It's kind of cool to have you here. So Thank you. Cheers to thanks for Warren for being here. Uh, we got some other people in the studio, too. Uh, we've advertised a couple things. My computer's down, as usual. I'm trying to get on the network. And it's just too much party here. And th that's why we're always late now. It's... There's a party in the studio uh, with the other show, with the changeover. Maybe we should do the changeover and jump on his show more often, like uh, he used to invite us on, because he's been having a good time lately. It's uh, Ryan Spaulding, the Outlaw Road Show. My guests were like, who is that? What is going on in there right now? When there is no law. It's the Outlaw <laughs> Road Show. 
We feuded with them, too. I don't know. Herbie, do you know if he was talking about... Herbie is our producer, of course. Uh, do you know if Ryan was talking about uh, that stupid TV show again this week for like three hours? No, I don't think he was talking about Game of Thrones. Thank you. You, knew the, <laughs> you. you agree it's a stupid TV show at this point, right? I actually disagree with that. <laughs> I don't want to get hate mail or hate calls <laughs> about that. If you Don't get upset. I like very important things like uh, watching TV, uh, WWE wrestling. <laughs> High end stuff. High end. Yeah. C-spin. I hate it too lately. I don't know. I love and hate WWE. Uh, again, my name is Mike Crawford with the Young Jerks. We're a serious show here at WEMF Radio. You might listen to us and know us. Uh, we do politics, news, kind of activism, uh, what's going on publicly. Our power just flashed in the entire building. Everyone's freaking out. The party in the other room. Uh, that was strange, huh, Herbie? Herbie's looking like, are we still live? I don't know, maybe. Uh, N-Star. <laughs> Many an N-Star call. But I- I'm going on and on. I don't even know where I was when we got zapped by lightning here. Uh, because, you know, we're in this heat wave. Again, it's like 91 degrees out. Uh, we're looking at thunderstorms, who knows what, and, and we get zapped, didn't we? Mm-hmm. I'm looking at people in the studio to ask them to respond, but we haven't even introduced them yet, right, Warren? <laughs> Yeah. Is this kind of a weird show today already? Yeah, we got a politician in here. Yeah, yeah, right? Thank you. This is the most fun I've had already on radio, I'll tell you. We haven't even introduced her. She's speaking. Good. So we're going to have fun today. Why don't we introduce her? Why don't I introduce her so you don't give it away right away? Okay. All right. People already know, I think, that we promoted it. We're going to have another candidate for office. Uh, just greeting her in the studio, she immediately said she was in support of one of our number one topics here. So I'm very excited about that, of course. Um, I looked at you know where she kind of well, actually I wanted her to uh, discuss, but she's got an interesting uh, history, and I don't think she was always with the party she's with now. And uh, you know, so we're gonna introduce her right now. It's uh, and I like her uh, her Facebook page. Thank you. And the campaign material too. I think it's very good. Rock the boat was one thing I saw. I think this is the year of rocking the boat. B O A T. Yep, not vote. Boat. Kerry Thompson, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks. I'm happy to be here. So uh, you're running for Mass State Rep. I am. Why? Because, well, I'm running for Mass State Rep as a member of the United Independent Party because I've spent my entire life in politics being part of. You know, the other two parties, I'll confess, I started off as a Republican in life, quickly switched over to a Democrat, have been a very active member in the Democratic Party up until recently, and discovered the UIP in Massachusetts and fundamentally believe that it's really the only answer for the problems we're seeing, especially in this state. So I really am truly trying to rock the boat. And by running. And what are uh, like some of the ways that you intend to rock the boat? What, is it, like, what does that mean entail? Very good question. So I feel like in Massachusetts, we've gotten so used to just one party being completely in charge and another party that's just totally ineffective. And in my opinion, especially in this state, pretty much dying. So I think that that leads to a lot of complacency and just getting used to the same old status quo in this state. I no longer feel like a lot of Democrats in Massachusetts are really necessarily serving the people, not even because they're not trying or because they're bad individuals. Trust me, these are a lot of my friends and colleagues, but because the system is set up to maintain the status quo. And it's rigged. It is rigged. <laughs> I know. I was it's, talking to a candidate today, and uh, he was telling me 
you know, I asked him because we were talking about someone who's a city councilor and mm-hmm. who's also a state rep locally. Some people might know who I'm talking about, but uh, uh, you brought up the, you know, we talked about the salaries mm-hmm. and uh, how at the state level the salary goes up if uh, you're good politically with yeah. the leadership. Oh, absolutely. And being good politically requires you to do certain things. It requires you to say certain things. If I had, and I had honestly thought about running as a Dem, I was asked by several people to run as a Democrat, and I realized very quickly how much less freedom I would have actually running as a Dem in terms of taking stances on policies, in terms of thinking a little more out of the box or courageously. And you're right, you do have to walk in there if you get elected as a Democrat and immediately behave, in all honesty. They have rules about how you have to think? I used to think that that wasn't as bad in the Democratic Party. And in all honesty, I do agree with a lot of the platform of that party still. But yes, you're kind of handcuffed. Your hands are tied on a lot of issues based on what, you know, the Speaker of the House wants or what party leadership wants. And if you, by any means, you know, try to speak differently, you're punished with lesser salaries. With and, you, you don't know, get lo- to have the, you know, the budget committee and, and get that exactly. extra salary. You're stuck at 58000 You lose so, money. You lose yeah. endorsements. I mean, it's really... Yeah, and then you lose election money, too, right? Exactly. The system is set up to have certain people succeed, and that's usually incumbents who are doing whatever they're told to do. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Vote against the incumbents when you can. I'm excited this year because I feel like uh, we've been doing this for a while on this network, WEMF Radio, but we also had an old, old show at Unregular Radio, too, so it's been going way back where we've mm-hmm. been courting politicians, get them in, and now we have them on regularly, and often uh, we f- we're finding candidates who could possibly win their local races who are uh, challenging long-established incumbents. I mean, and and... They come on our show, and it's very exciting. And it looks like you're another one of them, Kerry. Thank you. Thank I, you. I'm I, excited. I this you, is the year yeah. for the anti-establishment. This is the year, as we've seen. Who are you running against? Who are, who's so the incumbent? So it's a very complicated, bizarre situation right now. I was <laughs> initially planning to run against my state rep incumbent, who was, had, was a Democrat and had been in office for about 16 years and was running unopposed. And abruptly, he ended up resigning. This is about a month ago. So that put the, you know... This, that created an entire circus in my district, as you can imagine. So right now, there are two Democratic candidates running. And I, hope, I think he's coughing because of the bourbon shot. Right? Well, <laughs> I mean, thank you. I got to say, for the record, I showed up with Ice Duncan to this show, but I think I should have brought a bottle of bourbon because that's apparently how it works around here. <laughs> anyway, there's two Democrats and one Republican running. Me as an independent, and we all have to get write-in votes for the September 8th primary because our incumbent who resigned is the only one on the ballot. So it's pretty much a disaster. Everybody's a write-in? <coughs> yes. Wow. Crazy. And I'm losing my voice. I'm going to blame it on the Outlaw Road Show, who finally left. <laughs> they were making so much noise. I saw Herbie going back and forth. And now I lost my voice because I was drinking his whiskey. How did that happen? Good whiskey, I guess. I hope, I hope Carrie will come back. I'm we, told, this is like the weird I, I, show. I today. made a mistake. I thought it was bourbon. It's whiskey. I'm sorry. Like, I don't even know. I have no idea. He gives it to me. It's always good stuff, but I don't know what happened there. <laughs> so what if the incumbent gets more votes even though he so retired? So this is the problem that happens. He's. It's really hard to beat someone on the ballot as a write-in. So what's most likely going to happen is that he will win. He'll have to decline that nomination, and then that gets kicked over to the Democratic State Committee, who then gets to appoint their choice of candidate. Now, this means that the two Democrats who are running 
it might not necessarily matter how many write-in votes they get because this, the party will get to choose, which is, again, kind of shows the fund, fundamental flaws in our system right now. They and I say this as a longtime Democratic activist. This entire situation is ridiculous. Now, you, you, like if you win the UIP primary, you'll be on the ballot. Yes, though, right? so then I'll be on the November ballot as a UIP member. So I need 150 write-in votes on September 8th. Which is a Thursday too. That's another confusing thing that voters are aren't this year, understand. Yeah, yeah. Which is strange. You, you need uh, 150 write-in votes, yes. and to get the most on the UIP. You know, if someone well, else was doing a write-in right. somewhere, right? I'm technically right now I'm running unopposed as yes. an independent. Okay. So ideally, I get those 150 votes, and then I'm on the ballot. But I assume it's most likely that I will have a Republican and a Democratic opponent. Now Ryan Spaulding's come back, and I have no idea why. Do you know I just choked on your whiskey? I, I, was it whiskey or bourbon? What is it? I, I literally choked, lost my voice. And why the candidate? This um, is out of control. I'm just going to Snapchat no, I, while this is happening. I, I, I think it's not. Well, Lauren's gone, and you decided to kick no, in the door? No, I love Lauren. Yeah. So, um, and uh, she asked for me to come here and, and take her place. She really didn't. <laughs> yeah, I would say you, you wouldn't lie like that. The situation. No, I have no. I have no problem with lying. Like they pulled Hillary. I have, I have, I have no problem. I have no problem not lying about that. So I said it, and I told you no. That's not true. What? Have you had a few uh, drinks? Uh, by the way, no, no. I don't want to. I don't want to railroad your program. You are. So I do want to say hi to your guests. Um, hi. Um, you trying to get some listeners? No, no. You have a lot of. You, you have really great guests on this program. You have people that have contemporary issues that need to be discussed, and people also that really have ideas. And I think that I think that those two things um, need to be brought to the forefront. By the way, um, I also. I want to celebrate your program in general. I mean, you have done a lot to bring um, a different perspective, um, both to you know contemporary um, you know political situation here. I mean, like put it this way: you bring a radio voice that the TV folks don't bring. The what? The TV folks. Oh, what that big. Awful Boston. No, but I mean, we all know that, that that money is money, <laughs> right? And the money buys deep. Right? Yeah. And and look, I mean, here's the deal. I mean, radio's not dead. Are radio's, you drunk? Radio's long Are you for... drunk? No. All right. I'm just checking. <laughs> I wish I was. <laughs> if I was, I might not have come you, in today. Are you talking he, about me he, and our show? No. He's you, filibustering. No, you have, a good, <laughs> you have a really good program, and you have a lot of different things. I mean, you offer different perspectives in a very meaningful, like, short, presented manner. People can tune into this program and be a part of something far greater than themselves. Yeah, um, they can call in, too, at 617-500-7100. Oh, and God. we're speaking to a candidate for office, too. Uh, you, you jumped in on her. No, no, interview. I saw it. No, he's fine. He's fine. You guys are friends? Okay. No, but I was giving her the nod. I was like, I don't want to oh, supersede no, that. No, you're fine. Okay. You seem like uh, a good time. So, so <laughs> I want to specifically, because here's the deal. I, I talk about music, culture, you know, entertainment my stuff is a lot more tame um but really um in your district mm -hmm. and, and and in your you know constituents what is the biggest issue for you good question so i i, I want to get back to that part about being tame by the way because i like how edgy you are and i think we need more edginess in politics by the way. I, I say that as someone who teaches at emerson i'm all about the edgy like my students would all love you guys 
She's smart. I like this. No, no, no. So, she's she's real smart. I like this a lot. Besides, I have a lot of topic issues I can get off on, but the general feeling in my district is people are so frustrated with being depressed about politics. And I mean this on a local, a statewide, and a national level. It's about bringing a greater level of transparency and authenticity to elections that we don't usually see. So it's not even necessarily a specific issue, which we can get into all those in a minute. It's about showing people that this can be done differently, that we don't have to consistently be voting for the lesser of two evils, that we don't need to keep voting for candidates that our parties choose, you know, years in advance to run for office and plan on winning, that this can be done differently, which is why I really like the idea of rocking the boat because the boat needs rocked. The boat isn't working. The system's not working. And I say that as someone who's been part of the system and believing that I could change it from the inside for a very long time. Well, with folks that believe, so a lot of us, I mean, let's all, Mm -hmm. I live, you know, here we are. We are at the top of the the pyramid of Marine here in, uh, in, in in Cambridge, and we're, we're <laughs> how is he saying? I'm gonna shut him down. I got like ten. We're in a marine pyramid. Yeah, we're, marine <laughs> we're, pyramid. we're top of the, the Can we pyramid. Get the drunk guy on the show today. <laughs> and, and, but, but what's really happened is is that a lot of folks feel the same way as you, right? I mean, so so explain to me how you're. So we're all like probably more liberal and probably yep. more and probably leaning slanting more um more to um to provincial prop politics than than other people i mean like it's it's cambridge right i, I mean let's yeah. let's talk about like lo- i was a bernie delegate realities. i was a bernie supporter so i get it oh no, no wait no. can i put you on my list of uh bernie supporting candidates sure sure Warren. you support bernie over hillary i yes that's I, I number was, one question i was that's a gonna question. burn our votes <laughs> we got other questions uh you i already know i'm a You're giant fan of bernie mm-hmm. and i have been supporting him all year marijuana legalization obviously 100 percent. Yes. voting for it Yes. Another, yes. Uh, perfect. Uh, in you, medical marijuana, you support that and would you like to see it implemented Absolutely. fully? Why would she not do that, actually? I, I just want to make sure it's okay. important to bring up for patients. I see this issue as being kind of how marriage equality was a few years ago, where certain states are going to start doing it, and then I see it being a domino effect across the country. I think it's a no-brainer, especially for fiscal reasons. I have a lot of fiscal conservatives in my district that I think would be all for this. But don't you think that that's more for political reasons? I mean, I don't you think the collapse is more for political reasons than for... Than for the appropriate reasons. I mean, Hold on, the cl- wait, I don't wait, know what the, the hell you're talking about. I, I think we need to take a break. Okay. Collapse of the break. Marine Pyramid. Yeah, six one seven five hundred seventy one hundred. If you want to weigh in, <laughs> we're gonna take a break. Actually, uh, we've been going. Uh, we got a lot of questions. We're gonna take a quick break, and we're gonna bring That's in Stephen Mandilli as well. We're gonna. Uh, we got to get it to the Mayor Walsh stuff. There's a lot going on with that. People already know about that. Uh, we want your calls. <laughs> he on actually that later. did something nice this week. No, he didn't. Yes, he like did. Him. We're getting you off the show today because <laughs> you, you're now you're praising Walsh. No, he did something nice. Did, what he did a beer garden? A he did a beer garden for the drunk guys. No, well, I, <laughs> <laughs> I am not anti booze either. Let's just put it that way. But no, no, I just think he did something nice this week. But you know what? The funny thing is, the Mon um, Walsh beer garden. No, we'll be talking about. It's that just the fact that it, that everything is everything shouldn't be preordained on this program. No, it's fine. It's it fine. Should we be had organic. fun with you, and Pe- we gave you a hard time, and now it's time to go. People, should, people should <laughs> say be- goodbye. Mr. Spalding, your show is over. It was a good crossover. <laughs> you interrupted the show. It was comic. It was fun. And you talked about some pyramid thing. 
You'd never and watch Game of Thrones. Oh, wow. Yeah, God. <laughs> High five. Dude just punked us. He asked some hard-hitting questions. I mean, I seriously, you showed you were so disconnected as uh, to be unreal. Yeah, you're the man. That was good. I got well worth it. We'll no, no, no. We'll like, literally, it wasn't a big deal. You guys no, made it good. a big deal. That was good. It was literally contemporary. That watch it's some something that millions show. of people watch, and it's not a big deal. It didn't need... Defend the wall, or you could you could you could ridicule me for, oh, for man. attending your show and helping you um, do some people. Some person sent me a right. Some some person sent me like a message the other day and said, "You're like this guy from Game of Thrones, and Martin Walsh is like this other guy." And this, I'm like, I don't give a sh. I already know who these people are. I don't need to make another create a fake universe of these people. I want to know who they said you were. Who they tell <sighs> you were? I have no idea. <laughs> I, I I just don't even. Bother. Attention I get to too detail is not my. We thing. gotta go. We're gonna take a break. No, no, uh, attention you, to you detail got, is you, not my Crawford's you thing. dick back at us. It was good. I liked that. I enjoyed it's it. It's nice to be I, here. Someone finally got I me on my own show. I completely wish that Mike would do the right thing. Ryan. You can find it where it lies now. Can Care Docs. Compassionate, compliant, confidential. We're back live. It's the Young Jerks. After kicking Ryan Spaulding out of the studio, sort of. He, he thinks he won one, and... Uh, he said, I don't listen. Well, I'm going to say he doesn't listen because he said our show isn't very, uh, I think, spontaneous was what he was saying. We weren't listening about the Marine Pyramid. No, no, but even beyond that, beyond the silliness of that, like he basically was saying that we we're very scripted or something. We have to like not, we have to loosen up. Like, look at my paper. I have two names on my paper. Like, I, we have no schedule. I wish we did. Wish we had a little more production. But I mean, we just, we, we, we're not that scheduled at all. We're pretty... Uh, you know, we have a couple topics and guests, and you know, a little bit of a format, but uh, we're not, and we're not too serious either. We have a lot of fun, so I think he hasn't been listening enough to our show. <laughs> we're the cool hip pol political show, the young, the younger you know version of uh, politics that's out there, and we we actually get you know he did compliment us obviously a few times, uh, so we thank him on that. I'll take it seriously, I think. But uh, it was fun. He he got me a little bit too, though, didn't he, guys? I think he was like making fun, thinking you're like straight edge because they're drinking, partying, and we we get all serious and talking about serious stuff. You think that was I, it? I think he's so. not that straight edge of a guy, though. I know, and I think he wants to come in here and be part of this too. He oh, wants to do well, what you're doing. I mean, oh, because we're more straight. I mean, we're the weed. We do weed. So how straight edge can we really right, be? Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't think it's that. <laughs> I don't think it's that. I think he got he got aggravated that we were bagging on his Game of Thrones thing. I yeah. think that it, it, Lauren got to him, and he, he wasn't even, I mean, you saw, like, you know, he still, like, he took no mercy on her today, did he? No. No, no he didn't. That's Stephen Mandilli. He's been here witnessing some of this. This is very interesting today. And I think I know who might have been behind this whole takeover, trying to trying to make sport of me today. It was He's sitting there, like, shaking his head, half smiling, half, it's Herb, Herb. Did you have a good laugh at that? I had a really good laugh at that, Did but you, I was not responsible for that. I don't believe <laughs> that, it. You're think, like a traitor. Who in Game of Thrones is like the most traitorous one <laughs> that you think he's really dependable and loyal and your friend, and then the last minute, you, you do something that he doesn't like. like are, are you calling me him, that character? Are you calling me Littlefinger? I time on the show a couple Are you calling ago. me Littlefinger? You are Littlefinger. Is that what you're <laughs> becoming? No, boring? no, not at all. Are you guilty of that? <laughs> no. You just named yourself. I, I had I had nothing to do with that, yeah. dude. Yeah. I think I think the, the person you should blame is yourself for making fun of a guy who likes Game of Thrones, I man. didn't make fun of it that badly. It was mostly <laughs> Lauren. 
I just said, I have no idea, no interest. And then he comes in. And I said, I like highbrow stuff like WWE wrestling. So is that that offensive? Come on. (laughs) No. Make fun of me on John Cena. He's my boy, man. He actually, you know, him and his bro helped me out at one time. Well, it's hard to to watch uh, WWE with John Cena because you can't see him. I can see him. (laughs) I talked to his brother on Facebook, too. Oh, man. Yeah. We need more wrestling and politics. My friend, uh, Nick- I think John's going to run. I, I'm, if, I, I'm putting it out there to the Cena family. I know a couple of them. Uh, not John as well. I know the other younger brothers very well. I'll be John Cena's political manager. I will definitely take that job. People ask me to do that. I would do it for John Cena. It'd be easy. I'll body slam President. President, President Cena. What would your slogan be, the John Cena? Oh, I don't know. We'd need to think about that. But he'd, he'd probably have the slogan himself. I mean, that's the thing about someone like John. He, the champ uh, is here. He would probably, yeah, exactly. <laughs> your champion is here. Like, yeah. you know, for you. 617-500-7100. Carrie, uh, that's Carrie Thompson, the state rep, asking that question. Not state rep yet, but. Oh, yeah, the candidate for state rep. <laughs> We're hoping. I'm hoping. <laughs> Don't get too ahead of yourself. Predicting the future. So you're running uh, in the primary uh, for the United Independent Party. People need to write your name in. How do you spell yes. that? Yes, K-E-R-I-T-H-O-M-P-S-O-N. And what's the date again? We're going to have stickers printed out, too, oh, though. Stickers, and hopefully let people bring stickers in. It's Thursday, September 8th, so it's not even on a Tuesday, which, again, is going to make it a little confusing for people. But How do I vote for a non-Democrat in the primary? You have to unenroll or be either, you know, registered unenrolled. Which a lot of people are unenrolled, confu- I am. It's confusing in Massachusetts because the term unenrolled actually means no party. No party affiliation. affiliation. And it's unenrolled sounds... Is a, is sounds like a, you're not exactly. registered to vote. It's a bad word choice. It is a bad word so choice. So for me... It's I, funny how the Secretary of State Galvin gives a UIP at yeah. the time when the unenrolled thing is, is the more problem. So, like he doesn't actually address the real issue uh, Galvin, I hope someone runs from well, UIP against partisan. Galvin. Yeah, I hope someone and runs against. I him agree from UIP. I, well, I would love let's it. hope that. Yeah. Let's hope that happens. But mm. it, again, it's it. The third parties, especially in this state, are really set up to fail. You yeah, should they see are. what the UIP has been through, even yep. trying to get on the and ballot. to get it's the a, uh, a number of uh, registered voters to sign mm-hmm. up by UIP. I mean, even the ones like you know myself that want to. Then, you know, we get shut out of voting in that Democratic primary. Exactly. We get, we get frustrated. We should have open primaries in the should, state like absolutely. other states. And people don't realize, everyone assumes Massachusetts is just, you know, all Democratic voters. Mo- a lot of the states unenrolled. More yeah, than we're half. number one unenrolled. Exactly. The number one party in Massachusetts is unenrolled. Number exactly. two is Democrats. Number uh, number seven is Republican. Right. <laughs> I mean, the Republican That's why party we need is a, a minor, new party in a this minor state. Party. We They're need a, a new party. party. Yeah. It's run by one. It, you, it's easy. One to, party yeah, state. Exactly. Like most states. I know it's not acceptable. So uh, let's talk about some of the other issues. Uh, Fifteen dollar minimum wage. You yes, that one? yes, okay. absolutely. But I also really think there's other ways we can help small businesses too. I think that especially in my district and in Massachusetts, small businesses is what keeps Massachusetts charming, and you know, supporting different restaurants and retail stores and stuff is really important to people. And it's hard right now because district. I mean, I know. We're in Cambridge where we're at, uh, I've lived here for a long time. I recently moved out of here. I'm a North Shore kid, but I lived right. in Cambridge and Boston for a long time. And a lot of the retail restaurants that are really successful, it's the chains, they're having a hard in. time staying in business. We're seeing all the reasons people wanted to come to Cambridge mm-hmm. leaving because they can't afford their the store rents. Exactly, and again, like I, for example, my mom bought a house in Florida, and I go to Florida all the time, and it's you see how all the businesses down there have been kicked out almost by giant corporations. So, for example. A boutique in Hingham recently went out of business because they can't compete with things like Old Navy. Yeah. 
you know and what I mean? Probably so, Amazon too. Right. Which, I mean, Am- I mean, Amazon's so big now that it's wiped out Walmart. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I went by the Seabrook Walmart one time recently. And I was like, oh my god, it's closed. Walmart's taking a hit. I mean, that Walmart put out a lot of the small businesses, and then Amazon mm-hmm. is whacking Walmart right now. I mean, that's the reality exactly. of disruption and in, in the way the uh, internet and big business can change things. How about um, like some of the other ways? What are some of the other ways you mentioned uh, to help small businesses that you would back? I do think that we're, in terms of taxes, there are some taxes for small business that we could lower to then free up more money for these business owners to pay the $15 minimum wage. I have talked to several small business owners around my district, and it's not that they don't want to pay their employees more. It's that there's some other messed up loopholes and things preventing them from having enough resources to do that where they can't compete with some of these bigger companies who should already be paying much more but aren't. You know what I mean? So I actually think, which I really like the platform of the UIP, meaning that we're fiscally sane. I actually don't think either party is fiscally conservative or smart anymore. It's a lot of big money spending on a lot of stupid stuff on both sides. And I think there are ways that we can make life easier for small businesses so they can then make employees' lives easier. That's what I like, too. Uh, it's it's you, what I like, you know, Libertarian Party, I, I was mm-hmm. attracted to at one point. And then I went back to my liberal roots more often because I realized, you know, you can't have unrestrained, unrestrained capitalism with just corporations just running everything. And I feel like uh, UIP has it. They're more sensible. They're more yeah. like the people. It's really what Americans are. Um, we want sensible spending. We're not totally against the government and all the spending. We just want that money to be best used and not be wasted on big dig like you know corruption mm-hmm. and scams and all the things that we've seen over the years exactly which is what's happening in massachusetts and i also say your party has a heart yes, that's the thing I, you, you, there's caring like like an evan falchuk who's the leader of the party he actually cares about people he's mm-hmm. he's fiscally like you know my that's the way i feel like i'm, I'm somewhat fiscally conservative but right. i also want spending on the right things if exactly. they do help which I don't even know if fiscally conservative is the right word yeah, anymore. I right. like I like saying fiscally sane or fiscally yeah, I like sensible. That. I like that. Sane because or we sensible. do need to spend money. Here's the thing: we actually need to. I mean, we we need to raise taxes on certain certain things, but we also need to be you know lowering it on certain things. And no, neither one, no one's saying that. That discussion isn't happening because, especially you see with our state house, it's all about. The Democratic leadership in the state house blaming Charlie Baker and vice versa. They're they're all just trying to blame each other without actually sitting in the room and fixing it, especially with our budget, which is, you know, there's a lot of things we can cut and make better and then hopefully help things like small business that needs the help. There's a state rep, uh, Jamie Eldridge, I believe yes. he's a Democrat. He's pretty good. He's from I like. my hometown. Or from the, you, you know him? Yeah. His mom was my kindergarten teacher, actually. So Jamie he, and I go way back. You go, okay. <laughs> so uh, We're going to actually try to get him on the show. Uh, he, he was looking at uh, the Massachusetts judicial system recently. Mm-hmm. And he's, yeah, I, I think he was kind of surprised by what he, what he found in some of these things. But I, I maybe it's because I got caught up younger in some, you know, some petty stuff with alcohol when I was a kid. Uh, but you know, and I had a lot of friends who got in trouble over the years too, growing up working class, and you know, kids do stuff. Um, but I see that fines and the probation, like you know, it's not even so much the initial charges and the initial uh, trial and what happens there. Usually, they you know, kind of get off, but then it's the fines and the probation that they can never complete and and especially the fines the fines are out of control Mm -hmm. and especially for people who have been convicted of things like drug crimes where they can't find a job it's very difficult to find a job as it is never mind having some kind of drug conviction over your head um 
how do they pay back the fines and then they end up back in jail it costs the taxpayer it's a money-making system too yeah. which that shouldn't be the purpose of this it's yeah absolutely would you support that to look into that and change it i'll hopefully? look into that i'm in all honesty i'm not entirely sure what those fines are what the situation is but i've heard horror stories well, like one of the issues that, you know i'm not even I, I think the fines can be high and excessive in some respects but sometimes maybe not even and i think a lot of the issue is that it's pay everything now or go to jail mm. and yeah. And, and sometimes people can't pay everything when they don't have a job. And there should be maybe a payment plan or a system like when you get a job, then you can pay it back. Like, you know, we want to try to get people on the right road. We're not against people paying restitution. And we just want what's best for the taxpayer and right. best for that individual to make him a valued, you know, part of the, you know, instead of being part of the, the profit-making prison system to be a part of this community. And, That's a and whole other taxes. issue we need to work on. <laughs> I know, exactly. It's, yeah, but I'm all for that. I'm going to look into that, actually, because I can't claim that I'm an expert on it. But I, I mean, what, either, what but you're I, saying I, is I just, important. I've seen it. I've seen it so many times when people yeah. go to jail because they couldn't pay that $500, Well, and then think about fine, the taxpayers are spending much more on 30, putting 000, that person 50, in jail. $100,000, a year, whatever so they're paying. It's crazy. It's a total waste of taxpayer money. That's the thing. Like, so much... I, I see how so many people are frustrated with paying taxes when they just don't see what's coming out of them you know what i mean it's yeah. we can do a better job but i think that the system is preventing us from doing it a better job right now we got uh what we call speed round where we just ask you a series of questions you answer very quickly well, that one, sounds fun. one uh word answers are like we applaud those They're all right like the best i can do that uh school choice versus public schools public uh, schools 100 percent. yes I'm a proud graduate of Massachusetts Public Schools. So you'd vote against the initiative that's out right now? The lift the cap, yes. Yes. What about uh, the taxing uh, the high-end uh, income earners in Massachusetts? I think that's another ballot initiative. I think it has potential. I, I'm leaning towards it. Um, what about, you got some questions too, Warren, I'm sure, maybe? Oh, yeah. Um, what's the difference between United Independent Party and American Independent Party? Wow. <laughs> Well, is that the bad one? The American? There's one. Crazy, That's the Donald that Trump the, one. Is that the Nazis? <laughs> uh, it's uh, Pat Robertson, and Donald Trump in the same party, or, or he what? was in it, and then he became a Republican. Oh, really? Year. Yeah. Interesting. I thought Donald Trump used to be a Democrat, and then decided he was to go a Democrat Republican. before okay. that. Yeah. I have no idea what that party at one point is. Too. <laughs> I know. Uh, and here's the thing about third parties, everyone. There are some crazy ones. There are some extremist ones, and I get that. The United Independent Party of Massachusetts is not one of those. This I think is, they're the most mainstream party. This is the most sane party yeah. I've been a part of, and I've been both a registered Republican and Democrat. It's like I said, it's we're socially liberal, all about social progress and fiscal sanity. And it's the only party making sense right now, in my opinion. I'm a proud new member of it. That's why I'm proud to run as a UIP candidate. It's not like some of these other fringe third parties that you do hear about that kind of give third parties a bad name. So it's like libertarian, but less crazy? Uh, not entirely <laughs> libertarian. <laughs> so I, I want we to do have a lot of libertarians that are joining UIP, however, because libertarian is not even a party in Massachusetts. We don't have any parties in Mass besides UIP, and green. Republicans, and Democrats. And Green. We've got Green right Rainbow now. Party and Libertarian just barely got on the ballot. Barely. The, it's, the again, it. Again, Secretary Galvin makes oh, yeah, it very hard party. for third parties so to succeed So let me ask here. you about uh, third parties and presidential election. Yeah. Who are you voting for? Who are you supporting? Well, I was supporting Bernie. I still might write him in. if I. I honestly haven't decided if I'm going to vote for Hillary or not yet, but if I do vote for someone on the ballot right now, it would be her. 
Let's go off, not off. We might go back to speed round, but I want to ask you about your bio and your history. Okay. I saw that you worked at the State Department. Oh, uh, no. Uh, was that right? It was, that was an internship for, uh, it was a summer that I got to actually go to the U.S. Embassy in Fiji, and it was amazing. Wow. wow. <laughs> yeah, I, thought I got, through, got to go through the whole background check and then got to go kind of, I, I had, was sort of thinking about going into foreign service at one point. I did too. I took the test. Being, did you take the test? Uh, I never took the test because mm. after that I decided that I kind of felt like I was more meant to stay in this country, but I loved it. <laughs> I mean, I got to watch all of the different types of, you know, immigration interviews there. I got to help do some public policy stuff in Fiji. I got to watch sort of how diplomacy works and it was an amazing experience. I bet. And what do you, yeah, right now I think you said you're a lecturer or a I'm teacher? I'm a professor. Well, yeah, not I say professor because no one really knows what lecturer means, but I can't use the term professor because I'm not officially tenure track. But yeah, I'm a full-time teacher at Emerson and I teach communication classes like public speaking and social media and persuasion and argumentation. And I absolutely love it at Emerson. It's so fun. That's great. I bet you could teach us some things. Yeah, you can come sit in on my classes anytime. We play we play a lot of games. It's it's I have actually have a lot of students majoring in, you know, radio, TV, film. That's awesome. You should send some of them our way. You're all like I, I older versions more talent of some of here. my students. I will. I, no, 100%. <laughs> Seriously, like, especially the ones in the news politics. Is, we're looking for a couple people. You guys right. are how my students are going to be in like 10 years, I can tell. Some of them. <laughs> <laughs> the phone number, if you listen in, 617-500-7100. You can call in. Uh, we also, I wonder what time. Oh, 654. We got plenty of time. Uh, we maybe we should go back to speed round. You got more sure, questions to Warren? Fine. Quick questions. You know what speed round is? You got speed those types of questions. What about Mandilli? You got any questions? I'm trying Mattress? to think of some. Uh, I'm thinking are, of some. Are you gonna caucus with the other Bernie Kratz if you get elected? If there are, is if there's a group of Bernie Kratz, I would love yeah, to caucus with them. There's four running for state rep and five for state senate. Who no. are they? Uh, for state senate, we got Del Gallo, Eldridge, uh, Friedrichs, who's mean. running against Eldridge. We got Pat Jalen and uh, I know Pat Chung, who's running against Leland Pat, Chung against Jalen. Our friend and then, uh, yep. state rep, we got Carrie Thompson. Is that you? <laughs> yes. That is me. <laughs> You're sitting next to her, Warren. Uh, Stephen <laughs> Stephen Bedell, Chris Katsoulis, and Denise, Pro, Denise Provost. Provost. Absolutely. And here's the thing, too. I'm again. I know a lot of these people already in the state house i think that it is possible to get along with a lot of them but also cause some trouble like good trouble in a way and i think i can do that better as an independent in all honesty but i would love to caucus with them i would even consider caucusing with you know maybe even republicans at some point i would like to caucus with everyone caucus what do you what caucus. are the chances that you're the first uip elected uh, for state rep for state office here we will see. Once we get through this ballot situation on September 8th, I think the it'll be made a little more clear. I think, I, I mean, I wouldn't run if I didn't think I had a chance to win. But uh. you can't get too cocky yet. I'm not even on the ballot. But I'm in it to win it. So hopefully this is going to take off pretty quickly. Awesome. Um, there are other issues like... Uh we could go through them all. Do you, I mean, I know Stephen probably... I think you said you had something. Do you have something for her too? Yeah, I was going to go in the, in the route of... The, obvious, the opioid epidemic, mm -hmm. and you've already said you're approved from medical marijuana, so that it, that seems like the the safest option for anyone trying to get off right now. Yeah, I mean, it's such a frustrating topic because I think this really is to it, it comes down to an issue with big pharma. Yeah, it's not just opiates. I, I mean, there's a it's just so many factors at play here, but it's yeah. a really bad situation in Massachusetts, and we need all hands on deck to try to work on that. And I do think that, like you said legalizing would make things a little bit easier for some people but it's we need to really step up how we deal with that 
right? I was um, I got an email yesterday from a veteran who I ended up going to his house last night mm-hmm. um, because he went to the doctors to try to taper off one of his meds, um, and instead of that, they sent him home with three new meds. Wow, three wow. three new meds, some benzos, <laughs> some antidepressants, and it's just like. And you can get hooked so quickly on this stuff. I've had friends that it's happened yeah. to, and it's really scary. Yeah, and then you throw alcohol into that, and forget yeah. it. It's 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 just it's it's a nightmare, you know. Yeah, and it's so highly addictive. I, in all honesty, a lot of this stuff shouldn't even be legally pres- prescribable. No. I mean, we need to fight against. It, it, this is all money making. You know yeah. what I mean? So a what lot about these- people who really need it? I mean, um, I had a friend. Right. She had <clears throat> substance abuse issues when she was a lot younger, and then was clean for a long time. But she got serious cancer, mm-hmm. and both breasts removed. And definitely she did get addicted to those pills at the end, uh, which was sad in a way, but she died. And uh, yeah. to keep her out of the pain, uh, I, looking back on it, how close I got to her through that whole situation, she was using medical marijuana. I was helping, but oh, well, right. she was yeah. also using those pills because she was in you know, extreme right. bone cancer, pain, dying, you know, knowing she's dying. Well, of course, how, do we, but- how do we not deny people medicine that might need it at the same time? That's my... Word. I mean, we should be a lot stricter on who gets it, but obviously people with those types of illnesses and especially the terminal ones who are in hospice and everything should pretty much be allowed whatever they want, in my opinion. But here's the thing, too. Why can't we have better? This is a state where we're supposed to be inventing, you know, amazing new drugs and healthcare, healthcare ideas. Yeah. Why can't we have Schools. better pain drugs that actually work better without being so highly addictive? I've had a lot of friends and family who've had, you know, very serious surgeries or accidents. And in all honesty, these pain pills don't even work that well necessarily nope. to take pain away. You know what I mean? They so, barely take the edge off. Exactly. Like they're not even good. Nope. So yes, I'm not True. saying that people should be in pain, but we right. need to do better. These are not working. They're not Every, working. They're getting people addicted and they're not even taking away the pain they're meant to solve. They have their they have their place, but for for long term for people that aren't on their or on their deathbed or with mm-hmm. like serious disease that's fatal the, the, you, there should be a safer option that you right. can say i don't want to take those i would rather take step a exactly before i go to step z cannabis obviously right most yes. people. but some people have allergic reactions it doesn't work for them you know it yep. doesn't work for everybody it works for me my right. back pain definitely i mean i know a lot of back patients who say cannabis just isn't strong enough which is can be true maybe depending on your pain situation your level of pain i mean it's definitely softer i think a lot of people and and when you listen to the doctors when they're talking about the medicine, when you still have the pain, you're just thinking, oh, I don't have enough medicine. That pain's you're always gonna be in pain. Yeah, you're never gonna exactly. feel as good as you did. Oh, yeah. And I think a lot of the people that complain about, oh, it's not yeah, strong enough to be better. It's like nothing is gonna make yeah, you just better. fly away. That's true. Right. <laughs> That's the thing. I feel like a little. If it's a little better, it's it's uh, it, especially it if you can get work done. Barely, like yes. you said. And especially when, if you can sleep. I mean, that's always mm-hmm. what it's helped me at is. Uh, in the evening after you know worked all day adrenaline keeps you going and the pain doesn't hurt as much during the day it's right. more like at night when mm-hmm. you feel uh what do you call it the, the you feel the effects of working all day on your feet or running around right. and you get laid down and you can't sleep because it's throbbing that's when i find it really is helpful uh 617 is the phone number we're talking to carrie thompson she's running for mass state rep yes and what cities and towns again it's hingham cohasset hull and one precinct and situate so and South Shore. What's your website, Facebook, all that? How can people find Joincarry.org, out? Joincarry.org, J O I N K E R I.org. And please add me on Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram. I'm on all of them. And uh, a few more questions. Uh, like the immigrant question with Donald Trump and all the craziness. <laughs> how do you feel? Like, where do you kind of 
come down on that. Well, I don't really think that wall's a good idea, if that's <laughs> what you're asking me. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I think his immigration policy, first of all, is completely unrealistic and also just cruel in general. I think, again, no... Po- the Democrats are doing a really bad job, in all honesty, at solving immigration, especially on a national level. And by that, I mean doing nothing. We need to figure out a better way for people who are already here to, you know, come out from the shadows, as they say, and, you know, start paying taxes and start being legal. And, you know what I mean? A lot of these people are in really tough circumstances. And I think that there's a way to be kind and also smart. I mean, obviously, we need to secure our borders and, you know, keep the country safe. But Trump's ideas are not going to help with that. They're only going to make things more dangerous, in my opinion. All right. Um, What about uh, there are uh, like many other local issues right now, Mm -hmm. like the bathroom bill? Where would you stand on something like that? Where they call it the bat? The Republicans, the right wingers, call it the bathroom bill. The other side, I think, calls it trans rights uh, Uh, bill. Something like that, right? Or my we just LGBT? at Emerson, we're actually just going entirely gender neutral, gender neutral bathrooms, and I think that's just a way better idea. Anyway, let's you know just make everything gender neutral. Do you think there's any concern? Like, because the right wing says uh, women, it's it's not you know. Would you send your kids or your wife in there alone? And yeah, no, I'm in my opinion, you're a woman, I, right? I, yeah, I'm more scared of you know being in line with a person who's against trans people than with a trans person. I mean, I'm. Again, I'm very progressive and very much for LGBTQ rights, and I think that... And you said it right, unlike me. What? <laughs> you said LGBTQ... What, what, I, can, I can never say that. It I have does, a problem it is saying a changing, alphabet soup. The acronym, yeah, it does change, I know. And I respect those folks. Actually, I think you're, it's supposed to be plus now at the end, yeah. LGBTQ plus, I, everyone's included. I have but. a hard time saying people's names. Now you give me acronyms, I'm right. done. It does, it's nothing against trans people. What if there's a Republican hiding in the bathroom, uh, <laughs> getting ready to ambush people? And like, that's, that's happened already, I believe. Yeah, at the yeah, airport. Right? I mean, the fact that this is even an issue. I mean, are we seriously debating people's rights about going into a bathroom? Like, how is this even a thing? I'm appalled that this has even become a political issue. It's it makes like, what if you go to a place that has one bathroom and it says restroom? What do those people do? Like, I'm not going in there. It doesn't have a label. Yeah. It makes no sense. Yeah. The it, porta potties have no label. Exactly. exactly. Nature has this, no label. This shouldn't even be a problem. I'm. I kind of don't even understand. I mean, I understand how it is, but it's shocking that it is a problem. But we need to do a better job with those who identify as trans. And you know, we're a little bit spoiled in Massachusetts because we're a little more progressive. But even look at the drama that happened with the trans bill at the state house. That should have been a lot more more you know done more quickly and more productively and it was you know it got pretty uh, divisive it got divisive and i will say this wasn't just a republicans versus democrats thing there were a lot of democrats in massachusetts that were not being as progressive as you'd expect them oh yeah it happens a lot i I notice that a lot yeah they're not quite as progressive as we really believe Mm -hmm. Uh, what about privacy that's a big issue that's come up with as you know especially our friends in the pirate party that come on (laughs) Um, they sound fun. I want to invite are. to hang they out are. with them. They're another great party. I like them a lot. I'm um, sure. They fight for... And, and they're I mean, actually, my whole theme is nautical, you know, so the pirates right? might really... Right? Nice. And a lot of them this. support UIP candidates. Mm. They come on. They've endorsed them. They, they like UIP. Do you have any sea um, shanties? Let <laughs> 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 me get to my question before you keep going with jokes, guys. <laughs> We've already had enough jokes here. <laughs> the question is, uh, 
privacy like the government has all these machines now like mm-hmm. you know cameras everywhere the homeland security wanted to put them in in cambridge at traffic lights they even installed them but the city council never let them turn it's them very on big brother I yeah know. would you allow stuff like that do you think that makes us safer no large events should they have cameras and databases and where do you stand on that type of thing? <sighs> it's such a fine line i mean obviously i get the government's arguing that we need this you know much of a lack of privacy in order to be safe but i don't necessarily agree it I do notice a generational difference with this issue, in all honesty. When I talk to my students about it, and I think millennials, which I'm still one of the oldest millennials, so I count as one, it's interesting because a lot of my 18, 19-year-old, 20-year-old students actually have no assumption of privacy and don't really care about it. You know what I mean? Just, I think, getting used to just having everything out there on social media. I think media, that's they, so they ex- sad, though, in a way. They expect that everyone's listening in on their calls. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it, I because see I a difference. Because I think it creates more of a group thing. I agree. People don't stray. Like, you know, myself, I, I grew up very conservative, yep. conservative, like not actually that conservative, actually, you know, it's Catholic and, but not even that Catholic. I never got my, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Though? You sound it's kinda, like such a typical Bostonian. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. You know, like you're mostly Democrat, but kind of like conservative right. Democrats, I right. guess, you know, like you vote for the Kennedy, we're Irish, right. you know, you know, Madonna's a little out there, <laughs> you know, you know, that type of thing. Right. Your grandfather would laugh, you know, yeah. oh, don't be like uh, these guys, you know what I mean? Be a good kid. So, but. You know, growing up and, and, you know, getting into some other things like the marijuana thing, mm-hmm. uh, you know, on certain parties, it's very uncomfortable. And I valued my privacy in that for a long time. And I really needed it in some situations and with yeah. especially with employment. And it causes people not to share. I agree. I think I really we should be very, of, yeah. yeah, we should be really watch out for it. We should be very critical of what's happening. I agree. I think we're headed down a, a pretty dangerous slope would you like the government now wants to like even boston they like boston calling it came out my friend chris ferrone and another gentleman wrote a story about uh, how they had ibm collect uh do a facial recognition contract where they had wow. these computers they collected everyone's face they scanned them they did all this stuff and it's like it turned out the stuff a lot of it was on the internet and they had like that really the, the journalists found it on the internet and that's how they found the story um, well, but it's like it, it, how long do they keep it? You know, and like when they collect this data, how do they use it? Do they share it with the feds? That's what the end goal seems to be now: is that the state and the local will get all this equipment with federal funding, and the police they get all this federal funding, and they set up these systems, and the feds have a back door to collect it and keep it forever. It makes me very nervous. Yeah. yeah, even with what was the deal with it was the Facebook fight about getting into that guy's iPhone yep. or account yep. or something. I mean, it's we need to be very nervous about this stuff. I agree. Like, look, even when you see drones flying above you and you don't know whose they are, I I think that this definitely needs to be addressed. I I'm, I'd be very nervous about a lot of these things. I am very nervous about. It. I think it's it's really a, a tough place, America, when uh, we allow things I mean, like the, the federal airport, government now. A lot of times is using, even local police are using these Stingray devices yeah. to collect everyone's data, and they don't tell anyone, and then they do a parallel construction, which mm-hmm. means they use the evidence to catch what, who they call the bad guys, you know, and then they set up a case, like, you know, using other evidence, to, and never right. admit that they got that information through a Stingray, you know, which is, this is what we're coming to now. We see this a lot. With the federal government is even, you know, NSA, DEA, they're wiretapping people illegally mm-hmm. and then passing it on to local authorities and say don't tell them you got it from us and don't use it but if you go here at 7 p.m on this corner next week you, you're gonna catch something good P- pull over the well, person and this really started with the patriot act after 9 yeah. 11 which took yeah. away a lot of privacy but even think about what those airport scanners at the airport there's a group of people in a room seeing all of us naked when we go through those airport scanners you can't do anything about it if yeah. you want to get on your plane 
You got and I, I, the worst thing about those scanners too is what I, I the radiation. Yeah. The TSA, uh, you know, even the the employees of the TSA have complained about that because they're subject to the radiation mm-hmm. too. And I, you know, I, I remember going on a job interview in DC for you know somewhat of a big job, whatever. And I went through that radiation thing, and I had a, I, I got a migraine ever since. I don't know wow. if it was the plane ride, but I blame it on that radiation detector. <laughs> Swear to God, and I did not want to go through that thing. But the other thing was like, then you're enhanced, then they tat, you know, frisk you yep. and go. And I didn't want to go through all that BS back then. Mm-hmm. It was just, it, it's 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 a problem. The thing with the the security and like the eye in the sky, Big Brother thing is. It hasn't stopped anything, anyways. Right. Like Sandy Hook happened. Right, the right, marathon right. happened. Everything. It's not gonna. It's just to watch the people that they don't even know about, and because they're already watching the people they know about, so it, it's tricky. I don't mm-hmm. like it at all. They just want to spy on third parties. Yeah. yeah is that <laughs> it? The pirates, uh, libertarians, independents. <laughs> all right. Six one seven five hundred seventy one hundred is the phone number. Where the young jerks every Saturday at six p.m. My name is Mike Crawford. Sitting with my co-host today. Hey, what's up? What's up, Warren Lynch? <laughs> you having fun? Yeah, I'm having fun. Are you fun. glad you came? This is a cool show. It is? Yeah. All right. I guess. Are Are you having fun? It's, it's kind of cool in here. The AC's working a little bit. Am I having fun? Yeah, I guess oh, so. Fun. We had more weed in here. I'll work on legalizing it for you guys, I promise. <laughs> Thank you. I'm bringing the price down. Six one seven five hundred seventy one hundred. <laughs> price is too damn high. That's not the last question we'll go out on because it seems like it's a big one right now. Carrie Thompson is uh, the cost of living. The price, the rents are too oh, damn it's high. Horrible how do we how do we help people? You know, unlimited incomes well, I, and wage earners. And I would prefer a higher minimum wage. Fifteen dollars, I think, is ideal. So stuff like that. Again, I think it's possible to support small business, support people, get better minimum wages, better programs happening. We need to do a better job. Cost of living is not good in any part of Massachusetts right now, and I'm sure you all can relate to I'm that. I'm getting killed. I yeah. just don't, you know, I just bought a small business and I'm just trying to like get through the first two years of it, you know, it just it's brutal. And I also think there are ways to possibly lessen the tax burden too for people like you who are small business owners and those of us That's who identify. I have no idea how I'm going to pay my taxes. Exactly. Yeah, and like, those oh of us God. who identify as middle class, we're getting screwed. Hmm. You know what I mean? No, There's it's, a, the vice is on. There's Colorado no, found a way to do that. Yeah. <laughs> they get a lot of extra revenue. 2016, maybe. Legal, right? Yes. Yeah. It's going to be a huge revenue stream. It's a, a huge, huge, issue, huge tax. I mean, yeah. housing, we need more affordable housing. You know what I mean? We need a lot of things with yeah. in terms of making life a little more affordable for those of us who have decent jobs and still are struggling. That's right. Um, all right. Oh, we appreciate uh, you very much for coming in today. My Kerry pleasure. Thompson. This was a lot more fun than I expected. Can you, uh, will you come in again or even call in Absolutely. like right before I would, the election? I would love to. Awesome. Yeah, I can't wait to see how you do. Uh, Thank you. We, we wish you well. Uh, you answered all the questions and then some. Great. I'm glad. I, I didn't like, like uh, I dislike any of the answers. Like, usually there's one or two. I'm, I'm like, sure you say uh, that to all your candidates. No, sure I don't. Said- like, I'm usually like, uh, <laughs> you're good, but we don't, we don't agree on Hillary. <laughs> but actually, you said you might vote for Hillary, so that I honestly that can't say right, right now. Or not. <laughs> She's I'm, a Bernie delegate, though. I'm a Bernie. I'm a. Well, I'm, uh, I'm make, still let a me follow up on that. Yeah. Would you Bernie vote delegate. for Jill Stein or Gary Johnson no. or Vermin Supreme? Vermin actually is a friend, but friend of mine too. He and I have hung out a few times. He's he, my Emerson students love him. He's yes. actually come to campus. He's a legend. I will either write in Bernie or possibly vote for Hillary. I haven't decided. Ooh. 
Vote for but Bernie, in Massachusetts, we have that. It doesn't matter. Know, if it, you it really, Hillary. And exactly. Mass. She's going to so, win Mass anyway. Right. So I tell all my Mass friends, don't guiltier. worry about it. Right. I mean, Your I'm, vote doesn't matter in Mass unless you vote for a third party. That's, that's what I tell I know, my friends. I know. Yep. I'll some, let you know, though, yeah. once I decide. Some people get mad because they, they took it to the literal sense. They're like, what if everyone did that? I said, well, not everyone's listening to me. <laughs> <laughs> what if everyone started thinking for themselves? <laughs> uh, I'll give myself a, I'll that. give my voice a thousand <laughs> votes, all right? Not, you uh, should be a super I know. <laughs> I need a million votes to change this election here in Mass. I mean, that's a lot. I mean, I just assumed there were millions of viewers listening right now. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> we reached some people, though. I mean, definitely. Uh, and a lot of them are the change makers and the young people who are involved. They have different groups that they're involved in. Like Stephen right here, Mandili, he's uh, mm -hmm. with Veterans Alternative Healing. He's a veteran of uh, combat, and uh, he's got a well-known story, and he helps out veterans. You know, That's he speaks amazing. for lots of veterans. He's a hero to the veterans. And, we, you know, we have a lot of those types of folks that come in and listen to the show and they're part of the show. And so, you know, we're, we're happy where we're at. We're doing well. And it's, again, to the listeners, we're going to get to something, though. We, 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 uh, we're talking about it on Facebook and just even among ourselves. Like, you know, I said I didn't want to do this because I couldn't really commit, and I still can't commit. I might, like, get, ruin, ruin my uh, life at home and leave my girl in a bad situation with five dogs. But... <laughs> Bring the dogs. Uh, well, I might bring some of them. I'm going to talk to her about that. That was maybe one solution. The little ones. <laughs> yeah. A couple of them, maybe. We'll see. But uh, Mayor Walsh has been totally against legalization. We know this. He did the uh, DNC speech where it was all about addiction and alcohol. Mm -hmm. um, he's basically gone around and said that pot is the reason he was an alcoholic, even though he admits <laughs> he never smoked pot. Right, you know he by he, looking he, he's at never it. said that, but he acts like it. If you wow. know what I'm saying, and he basically says that you know the opiate issue and the heroin issue is largely attributed to marijuana. They all started with marijuana. Um, you know, he's they, taking bribes. Yeah, they all, they all started with milk. They all started with a, a kindergarten. They all started with a movie. They all I mean, you can name anything that's commonly used or a common experience and blame it on that. And that's what marijuana is. It's like having a beer. Uh, you know, one beer. For most people, it doesn't lead to alcoholism. One beer for most people doesn't lead to heroin. Right. Sometimes people do have problems with some of these substances, but most of the time it's not with cannabis. Cannabis is the most least problem substance known to man that has any uh, medical, uh, you know, real medical use, in my opinion. Yep. Uh, some people, uh, like anything else, like food, like sex, like anything, they have a problem with, you know, they, they can't get enough of it. Maybe I'm like that sometimes. No. <laughs> I'm actually not. I like it, and, and, and uh, you know, often I don't use it that much at all is, is the reality. And I find I use it less and less as I grow older, even, you know, when I have pain. Um, so, you know, I'm living proof that you can definitely control cannabis. I've never had an addiction to it. Uh, other substances I have used are addictive, like yes. tobacco, and I can be living proof tobacco is addictive. Cannabis is not. There's a big difference between the two, and alcohol is also addictive, and I feel like cannabis should be totally legal. Uh, Mayor Walsh has this whole campaign, as people know, against marijuana, but he's totally cool with extending bar hours. He's totally cool with doing uh, fundraising parties at bars. Uh, like the Dropkick Murphy, Ken, I was at one of their fundraising parties. Uh, my girlfriend was actually part of it with, uh, with Ken from the Dropkick Murphy. All the local music people were helping out Mayor Walsh to get elected. And it was at a bar. People were drinking. Uh, he's friends with the bar owner, Ken. <laughs> That's okay. But, hey, keep those marijuana people away from us. 
marijuana is bad. Marijuana needs not to be legal because of heroin addicts. Well, Mayor Walsh, we found out this week, uh, some people started sending this around and sending it directly to me. And uh, he's doing a beer garden. It's, I'm calling it the Martin Walsh Beer Garden on Wednesday, August 10th at City Hall Plaza, 5 to 8 p.m. Uh, it features street food from Boston Main Street Districts. It's a group that I've actually uh, worked with a little bit. Some of them, anyway, some of the local ones. They're going to have local craft beer and cider, live music, long games, and this is great. They're going to have Giant Pong. You know what Pong is, right? Yep. We want to know, is Giant Pong beer pong? What kind of pong is it's gotta that? It's got to be. Has because, you know, we noticed on this page right away that there were some local, uh, I don't know if they were bartenders, but there were people you could tell that were in the uh, business maybe of serving alcohol, and they were noting that some of the bars were given a hard time in Boston for doing water pong outside. They weren't even having alcohol, but just the look of it. But the mayor gets the monopoly on it. He can have a party and do pong. He can do a party and do beer. And, He's and above the law. He can he can he say that marijuana is bad while promoting <laughs> alcohol again. And we don't even have happy hour that's legal with and alcohol, so, remember. Yeah, we have no happy hour. He wants it, I believe. No, actually, he's against that one. See, he's even a hypocrite on which alcohol things he supports. He's against that now. But uh, that's coming back. People want to do... Uh, are you for that or against that to uh, bring back happy hour? I mean, selfishly, I'm for it because it's yeah. kind of a hassle to not get Yeah, I think we should do it. Hour. I think we should help restaurants any way we can. <laughs> yes. I agree. So I say bring back happy hour. Yep. And and uh, people, if they're drunk and driving, that's their problem. They they're gonna. We have strict enforcement. We already know that, and that's why drunk driving has gone down. People don't want to get arrested. It's a big hassle. Also, we have <laughs> things like Uber, which makes life a lot easier. Exactly. Right. So, uh, you know, Mayor Walsh is doing this event, and it's uh, this next Wednesday, uh, August tenth, from five to eight p.m. at Boston City Hall Plaza, and. We all started talking, didn't we, about it, Stephen Mandeli? Yes, you yes, told we did. me right away that you're going down. There. I'm going. I'm going to be there handing out information about how you know this. We have 70 percent of the American population is on prescription drugs. You think everybody there will be on no prescription drugs? A lot of them be drinking be alcohol and going home, jumping yeah. in their cars. Yeah, a lot of them patients are drinking. I mean, when I first hurt my back, that's what I was doing. I was drinking yeah. and taking the pills. Right. And you say that every, a lot of people do that, right? Right. Because I mean, it's just like, you know, when you're hurting, you're looking for pain relief, and you're saying, oh, these pills aren't working good enough. Maybe I'll just get wasted on booze. Right. That's your mindset, right? That's, and that's a huge problem in the, in the military, too. I mean, yeah. everyone's given pills, and then you're left to go to the NCO club or whatever at night. And, and that, I mean, and, that, and that's happening at the VFWs. It's, it's just bad, and, and that they're promoting it. Like, hey, everyone get together. Let's all drink, and, and then... Good luck getting home. And I'm not against this event. Are you against no. it? You know, we're not against. No. Like, a lot of our friends are going to it, I noticed. Um, you know, I think it's actually a cool thing that he's doing, uh, that they have this. But I think it just exposes the hypocrisy. Like, that booze is okay. Beer is okay. We can have a public beer party. But we could never have a public cannabis party. When a month ago, he was telling us he's an alcoholic. Yeah. It just makes no sense. Yeah. It's kind of strange. And we're calling it out. And we've invited our friends because... And, you know, our friends were asking us to do this. They said, look, you guys got to go out there and, you know, lead it with us and, and make sure people are aware of this and put the word out. We need to start gathering people and present some education, bring some signs. You know, I had like yes. one Mayor Walsh beer garden with a circle. What's wrong with a weed garden? Oh, how about a with, what's wrong with a marijuana or cannabis garden? Some people like cannabis better than weed. I, whatever. Whatever words you want to use. Get technical. But call it out. Like, you know, 
why not? Like, because you know what? A lot of those people going in there drinking beer, they're like going to say, hell yeah, I support cannabis. Right, right. So They're going to ask for some problem. And we want to spread the word. We want to talk about Mayor Walsh, how he's being a hypocrite and being totally against legal. And uh, hopefully some of the press picks it up like they always do when we do things like this. Right, Stephen? Yes. The, I, I think they'll be there. Our friend Scotty Batano, he's another one. He was hitting me up saying, you've got to do something. He's from Social High. We're hoping uh, those guys will be there from Social High. They got the uh, cannabis app. They got a lot of uh, draw. Hopefully, they bring all their friends. I, I'd like to see like uh, Mad there. Mother's getting drunk driving. Right. Why don't we bring them? We should. I mean, 2015. There were. <laughs> Could we bring Mad to 13, thirteen thousand drunk driving arrests in Massachusetts last year. I think they'd be pretty upset to know that the governor. I mean, that the. Uh, I'm sorry, mayor. not the governor. The, the mayor. mayor is is hosting this. I mean, there's two more scheduled, too, coming up. I mean, I'm not against it, because I think the mad people will come on too strong. Like, I, I, I'm not against alcohol. I am not. Are you? No, I mean, I don't, I don't use it, and I don't see I mean, I, have how a really I like the taste you. of it. I like that. Yeah. Like, for me, I, I've learned, you know, how to, how to handle it for myself. It took a long time, and I see how it caused a lot of problems for people. It right. did it for me at one point. But you when know, my, I like the taste of a beer. Nothing, I see nothing wrong with that. Like when a, my daughters are uh, 21... I would much rather them have cannabis over alcohol. Yeah. I just feel like they'll be safer. Oh, I agree. I mean, there's no doubt about it. But I, I, I am not definitely not against this event. I just think this is a good time for, for the cannabis community to show the hypocrisy yes. against the initiative. That's what it's about. It's not about alcohol. It's the hypocrisy of it all. Yeah. If, you, if you're cool with legal uh, alcohol that made you go into addiction and be an AA advocate for all these years... And you're cool with people legally consuming it. Well, how can you not be cool with cannabis, which is non-toxic, non-addictive, non-physically addictive? The only addiction claim they can make is that it's somehow mentally addictive. People get, just like they do with food, like foods. Uh, that, that was our producer getting scared by the boss. We are having a crazy show. It's a weird show. Okay. We haven't any phone calls either, which is another weird one. I have a one. quick question for you, Mike. If you Are our phones dead today, Herbie? He's not even paying attention. He's paying attention to the boss back there. What's going They're on? They're up, dude. They're up. They're up. All right. I got Go a ahead. question for Carrie. Oh, you do? Oh, okay. Warren, you should be Warren, asking me right. question. Yeah. So you're a Bernie delegate, right? I was so, one, but I actually you, had you to resign one. last minute because the Democrat... The party was going to take away my credentials because I decided to run as an independent. So, so you weren't at the convention? I did still go in solidarity of the Massachusetts delegation. So I was there, and actually, I still got credentials. And, and you voted? So you gave up the delegate uh, I thing. did not I like vote. That. You I, gave up the delegate I thing resigned just because it wasn't worth going in and having so that whole credential. Would, so I, but I still went. Would a Bernie person still get it? Yes. Yeah, so I, that's the reason I resigned, actually, a few days before the DNC, because I knew who the alternate would be, who was a wonderful woman from Massachusetts who would take over for me, and that ensured that it wouldn't be an issue. So do you know, um, there's a rumor that they had a morning roll call vote, and Bernie won, and then Hillary got a do-over. Do you know whether that's it, true or not? No, no, no. The roll call vote happened in the afternoon at the DNC. I was... So it's a false rumor? Yeah, that was a false rumor. It's a rumor. conspiracy theory? <laughs> I love the conspiracy theories. <laughs> I know, I do too. I like putting them down too. It, that was a false can rumor. Can you answer, can is uh, Bill Hicks Alex Jones? Uh, do you even know who they are? I, uh, actually, do you know who they are? Do you know who Bill Hicks is? Um, I was going to try to pretend that I did, but I'm no, gonna, I have no don't. idea what you're it's, talking It's about. cool not to know who they are. <laughs> no you know clue. Alex Jones is? Does any of you guys know who yeah, Bill Yeah, was? he ran on the Young Turks with a t-shirt that said rape on it with a picture of Bill Clinton. Yeah. He's like, hey, everybody, rape. Yeah, he's a crazy guy. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. You know? That's nuts. You know? 
No. Uh, the other guy, I think I know who you're talking Bill about. Bill Hicks? No, Alex Jones. Yeah, Alex Jones. He's the InfoWars guy, yeah. right? Yeah, InfoWars. Yeah. Okay, Info I think I know yeah. who you mean. Yeah. I will say, though, the DNC, you should, it, it just clarifies the the influence of big corporate money at events like this. It was completely out of control there. I couldn't even believe it. I mean, it's just one long, big corporate infomercial. That's terrible. Was it rigged? <laughs> the DNC itself wasn't. I think that. There I mean, were. weren't the votes already there for her though? Was it already rigged months ago? Didn't we already find out? We that knew it was how rigged? it was going to turn out. I just wonder the if they're it. both rigged. Yeah. Well, then she I, hired I, her during her campaign. Yeah. <laughs> I think that, yeah, uh, that she was won. A disaster. Fair and square stealing it months ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 and getting all that money. Six one seven five hundred seventy one hundred is the number. If you want to call in next week, because you were too late this week, I don't know what happened to you people. Right? Are we out of time? Yeah. No. Well, actually, we got a couple. Of, you know what? You can call in still. We we're not we, like we've taken like one break. The show is one long break. We're not even gonna go. We're just gonna finish. Like so, if you want to call now, you can. We'll let you do it until we, at the very end. No one so, loves us today. Do we usually have callers? What's well, you wrong? know, what? it's the summertime. We we okay. usually do get a slowdown. People are doing stuff and listen. They get lazy and listen to the podcast. Whatever. Oh, they they're scared to they're call. They're watching in. Netflix instead. And and I gotta admit, sometimes it's because of me. I'm, I can be they're mean. watching Game of Thrones. Right. Yeah, I can be mean to people when they call in. Binging. If they don't have a good question. Have I been mean? What do you? What Not you today. Saying? No, you've been you've been very docile. Herbie's today. been laughing his ass off this whole show though. Back there. Is that a good thing or? No, bad I'm, thing? I'm I'm actually frustrated by that. I'm gonna have to beat you down again. What what are you? <laughs> you're still happy about Ryan Spaulding? You think he somehow got off on me today? Don't you? I think today's show has been very interesting. And I'm withholding my uh, my opinions uh, no, thus that. far. This is your only opportunity when anyone's listening to you. So don't hold it back. First of all, I had nothing to do with what Spalding did. <laughs> what I think it? the show is going very well. And I appreciate, uh, I appreciate you, Mike. Oh, is it? <laughs> oh, wow. Actually, and you know what? You, uh, number one, you, you're to- totally pulling a suck-up move right there. Number two, I get it. I remember you're afraid of... Uh, we won't even talk about it. You're afraid of someone we criticize on the show, right? Yes. Because your outside employment might... Oh, dude. Yeah, I got to shut up, right? <laughs> Is that what you said? Yeah, dude. Yeah. that. We're too controversial in some places. You're going to have to find a new job, dude. Don't worry. It's going to happen eventually, dude. <laughs> you know it's you know going to happen eventually. <laughs> awesome. And you suffer a lot for us, don't you? Oh, man. Not enough. Are you happy about Ryan Spaulding coming in and trying to take over the show today? Again, I think today's show has been going really well. We- I have no, I have no <laughs> negative I have no negative things uh, towards Spaulding or you, Mike. You guys are doing an excellent job, and WEMF loves everything what you guys do. What a corporate do. shell you are! <laughs> he did not have any relationship with WEMF corporate uh, herb. Ryan Spaulding. He is corporate herb. Uh, you know what? <laughs> I, I want Spaulding banned from the show for now. I don't want him on. And before I wanted him on to talk Patriots and stuff, but he wimped out and. Now he just he played this game with Game of Thrones today. I didn't like it. I didn't like Do it at all. Do we get to talk Patriots at some point? I would love that. Yeah, because by the way, know, I want to say that on Tom my Brady website, is a cheetah, all right? no, he's not. And on my website, I, t- I have oh, that boy. as part of my platform See, that thing. Brady's innocent. No, she he has is. the free Brady <laughs> sign in the back of her car. I, only, I do. Yeah. I was like, yeah. all right, I can work they with only, this. <laughs> the, the defla- you already were spying on me. They only called the guy the deflator for no reason. I mean, come on, come on. That's all I needed to know. The guy had a nickname. Hashtag free Brady again. We know how competitive Tom <laughs> Brady is. Hashtag girl. check the score of that game. He scored more points after. Like yeah, but it doesn't exactly. matter. That doesn't matter, Stephen, because I was an athlete. Like uh, great athletes oftentimes cheat and they don't need to. Right. Right. That's what's sad. 
Pete. Like I used to wrestle. You're right. A lot I used of to them wrestle do, guys but not that would do steroids. And they were good wrestlers before they did steroids. Right. It's like you didn't yeah. need to do this. I never did the steroids. <laughs> I was a good wrestler. Right. And, and I did get beat by a guy that I know was juicing a couple times. And, you know, and I knew them outside. I, I knew for a fact that they were. Right. And, you know, it just kind of taints it. Like you kind of look at it and you're like, yeah, that, that, I don't like that. It feels like cheating. And, and sometimes yeah. you don't need to cheat to win. It just, you know, it's. I, d- I understand. We're getting into that now because of Spalding. He's, he's, I brought it up. Yeah. I know. I just wanted to, you know, make my show's opinion supposed to be clear over. on that. Well, of course you're going to like Tom Brady. You're running for office. Oh, no. This is 100% authentic. <laughs> I would love Tom Brady. I would I not pander about that issue. <laughs> he is the demigod of all athletes, the greatest living quarterback of all time. <laughs> Oh man, I don't go that Tom. far. I oh. mean, and have you seen his eyes? Let's be honest. I mean, they're they're beautiful. Isn't Jimmy Garoppolo? Isn't he a dream too? <laughs> he's okay. Yes, he's hot, but he's not as hot as Brady. Yeah. See, my guy was Steve Grogan. That was the dude. And he, you know, lovable losers. Like he, the toughest guy. He bad knees. He was the best quarterback before, yeah. and he was still one of the best, even with the bad knees after he couldn't run, which was his great asset. He was a great running. And you know. uh, Tony Eason. Oh. Come on. <laughs> Grogan all the way. I like Kenny Stabler, too. He's another one. He had a lot go. of trouble later, but he's a good he left-hander. I'm a southpaw. We're getting way I off. I love that this turned into a sports show. Yeah. All of a well, I'm an athlete, so sometimes well, you, you get into it. you got sports in the platform. We do WWE. Exactly. Yeah. It's in my platform. It is? Let me ask you. See, one, you found one area you disagree saying, with me we, with. Yeah, we keep saying that we don't, uh, we're done. We don't have any more questions. And we go back for more questions. This is what we always do. Uh I got another question because sports has come up. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Evan Felchuk and uh, some other folks were totally against this Olympics thing, yes. spending public money. I was on, the on that committee with him. I was completely against, against it as well. It. Awesome. Yeah. And uh, I think it was the shadiest stuff ever that was already happening. And the IndyCar came to supposedly was coming to Boston, and another shady thing that mm-hmm. uh, Walsh packed, and now it's gone bankrupt. And Healy is going to investigate it or whatever. Are you for these, like, you know, when sports and, and entertainment groups come, big ones, and they want money to make Boston a spectacle? Or make, you, I don't think a, we have the infrastructure or the size to be a city like that. And I say this as a huge Boston sports fan. I mean, I am all about, you know, my Boston sports teams, and I love, you know, I've always loved watching the Olympics, for example. But just look at what the past few cities who've hosted the Olympics, what has gone, gone, you know, what's happened with that in terms of the complete and total corruption of the IOC, how it completely screws over people it's, that live in the country. It doesn't benefit. It's like worse than yeah. FIFA. It doesn't benefit. The athletes the pe- don't even benefit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No. yeah. So the athletes and the people in the country that, you know, the, the citizens who have to put up with a bunch of BS for months, they get no benefit. FIFA guess, and so Olympics are completely corrupt. Would you support any now? public yep. financing for like sports or entertainment to that type of uh, deal? Like, you know, the Patriots years ago wanted to bring the, the stadium to South Boston. They wanted public financing. Mm-hmm. They ended up, you know. Well, Boston I mean, if it their... was for Brady, I'd be able to maybe bend on that issue. Only but, for yeah. Tom Brady? <laughs> no, maybe for the Patriots. I love them. For maybe our local teams, I think that there's an argument for public financing. But for some of these bigger organizations like, you know, FIFA, Olympics, it's. I really think it would have destroyed our city in a way that we don't even realize. What I mean. So what about like the uh, soccer team or some of these lesser sports? Would they? Would those? I mean, I, I see. Well, I uh, mean, the Revolution plays at Gillette. Yeah, they, they have their place. Right? Actually, I think they're getting a new one too, aren't they? Or something? I haven't seen anything. I think Bob Kraft yeah. actually has discussed possibly doing a separate stadium for yeah. soccer. But again, like for our local teams, if we can work it out, yeah, I think the taxpayers would be more amenable to it. But 
it can't be complete and total corruption like a lot of these bigger so uh, when are. you say uh, you possibly could do it for it local sports, I mean, it would depend on the situation yes. uh, the public support of it is yeah. that where I'm here okay 100% yeah cool all right. I, th- I mean, well, we asked you a million questions. <laughs> That's okay. So- I expected that. This was fun. You did good. Thank you. Uh, again, your website is... Uh, Joincarry.org. J-O-I-N-K-E-R-I.org. And, you know, feel free to add me on Facebook. Carrie Thompson. K-E-R-I is the spelling. Excellent. Joincarry. K-E-R-I.org. Yes, one R. <laughs> Love it. We'll check that out. And we hope you, again, we hope you win. Um, thank you. Thank you for coming on. I want to thank uh, Warren Lynch. Woo! For co-hosting, <laughs> you have fun. Yeah. Did you get to talk enough? Was I talking too much again? Oh no, I, I got to make fun of Ryan. It was fun. You liked making fun of Ryan? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I he he had all you, these man. like pyramids and. Like, yeah, that was kind of weird, wasn't it? That was. Do odd. you think it was really part of Game of Thrones, or you just went there and like? Oh, it's Herbie off mic. Oh, it's Game of Thrones. Herbie. You, see, Herbie is getting off on this. He's smiling. No, no, it was. Uh, no, no, I'm sticking up for Ryan. It He's was defending the wall. <laughs> Defend the wall. Defend it. The black void. <laughs> Maybe it was oh, Paul Ryan. After I almost choked on his whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was thinking you you got the name uh, Warren Lynch. Yeah. When when I hear Warren Lynch, I think uh, Elizabeth like, Warren, Stephen Lynch. I know he has a great And then there's like name. Warren Tolman. Yeah. <laughs> you got like a bunch of names political names in your name i'm related to one of them which one Stephen lynch i you're, thought he you're was related lying to lynch. when he said yeah. that are you serious <laughs> yeah. i don't believe him <laughs> my second still. cousin can we get him on the show uh he doesn't really like me i don't know so, how what? comfortable uh, he doesn't like he you at all be with this setting i mean i'm right. a distant cousin <laughs> i've talked to him on uh, wbz actually a couple times uh, uh, they're on uh, the internet uh, at least one time maybe twice but uh on Dan Ray's show. Uh, I, Ask him about his convictions. Yeah, I know. That's the thing. He, <laughs> That's the icebreaker. Nice <laughs> I already know about some of those. When he beat up the uh, guy at the protest, the Iranian guy. Yeah, yeah. drunk driving. Yeah. yeah, you see. He had a few incidents back in the day. We all have. In the old neighborhood. <laughs> he's not like that anymore, and that's why he's probably gets weed still. <laughs> but Stephen Lynch is a good guy, actually. On some, he things. is a good guy. He, you know, so I, I, I think uh, Stephen came in. He would actually have fun on the show, even though we yeah. might go out of. It would be week. out of his comfort zone, but I think it would be good for him. Yeah, I think everyone should come on this show. I think it's a good test for people. I agree. Everyone should go to their comfort zone. Exactly. That's right, and talk to the people. If they don't come on, they're afraid. That happens a lot. <laughs> well, we'll see over the next couple of months because I'm going to start inviting a lot of these guys. And Lynch, I'm, he's on my list. He is. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure we'll get some of them. All right, so we're gonna. We'll, you can listen to us anywhere. Uh, uh, WEMF Radio every Saturday at 6 p.m. Check it out. WEMFRadio.com. You can also listen to us on the TuneIn app, uh, which. You just download that, and then you look for WEMF Radio. You can listen to us. That's the way I like listening to EMF Radio is the TuneIn app because it comes in really good no matter where you are. Uh, you can listen. To, and then you can listen to other stations too. You know, If you're away from some station your friend's going to be on, you can you tune in. They have everybody. So you can definitely, if you haven't done it, download the TuneIn app. If you're always at home and you're afraid you're going to miss the show when you're out of town, you're driving somewhere, get that TuneIn app, and uh, you can always listen to us. We're also on uh, podcasts on WEMF Radio. You can listen to us there every week. Podcast usually comes out a few days uh, into the week, and then uh, you can find us on like iTunes, Stitcher, all those usual places. Subscribe to us. 
Um, our friend uh, who's coming back in a few weeks, he's our intern, said he actually listens to us in, on a place I've never heard of. So we're out there. You can find us, The Young Jerks. Like us on Facebook. That's the number one way to follow us. Do it. Yeah. And come to this event. This, uh, what do we call on it? The Martin Walsh Beer Garden. Thursday, no, is it Thursday? It's Wednesday. Wednesday. Excuse me. August 10th at City Hall Plaza, 5 to 8 p.m. Uh, bring some cannabis education. Find Steven, maybe myself, if I can uh, allow, my, you know, uh, get a couple dogs down there to come down there with me, <laughs> drive into Boston with a couple dogs, and, we, you know, maybe do a little protest, bring a sign. Yep. Let them know that you're, you want to see cannabis legal, that you want Mayor Walsh to own up to his reefer madness on Exactly. It. You know? Vote yes on four. If you've had enough, this is the time. Like, we've all been sitting there for months watching this crap, hoping that the campaign to legalize is going to win, and they're going to do it right, and, uh, you know, everything's going to go well. But we've been just watching these hacks attack us month after month after month. And, you know, I know a lot of people like listening to our show and watching what we're doing because we're like one of the only voices that calls them out on the BS that's going on. The media doesn't report any of the lies of the campaign against us. You know, it just, there's a lot of dirty tricks being played, too, against uh, legalization right now. And do, do you think big pharma is bribing them to make uh, this? There's money there. There's money there's everywhere, There's a lot of special man. interest There's money yeah. even there. for medical marijuana groups going against it. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, don't kid yourself. They want monopoly. Um, you know, the money is, and that's the thing. And we don't know. That's a good point, Ron. We don't even know where the money, like, everyone wants to talk about the money for legal, acting like there's so much money for it. Against it, there's a lot, and we don't know where it's coming from right now because they don't have to report in t- for like another month, mm-hmm. and wow. we won't know until like a month before the vote where all this money's coming from against yeah. it. And we know there is money there, and there is definitely money from the lobby, uh, liquor industry. There's probably some money from the pharmaceuticals, but you know, I know marijuana. The biggest one that goes against it is the uh, law enforcement. Yep. Yep. And the prosecutors and the judicial, you know, they're going to lose cases. They're going to lose budgeting. And then you have the uh, treatment folks. And I always laugh at, you know, because a lot of the treatment folks are split. A lot of the treatment folks get medical marijuana and they say it's not the same and it's different. Some of them get it. But a lot of the treatment folks are totally against it. They look at every drug as being the same. Uh, you know, a lot of that is in the AA philosophy. Uh, some, you know, AA people are even against cigarettes, you know, thinking that you have to quit the cigarettes, too, because you had an alcohol problem. And, you know, obviously we want people to quit cigarettes, but it's not the same level of addiction. Let's be serious. Right. It doesn't ruin people's lives in quite the same way. Yeah, you might die, but uh, you're not going to do all these other awful things along the way. Um, you know, the, the thing uh, with this is this is finally, I think, one of our chances to really make a statement as individuals. Not part of the campaign, not waiting for them to win it for us, to actually say, you know, we're going to vote in November. Ultimately, we're going to make the decision. But this is one of those times where we, we as the people just say, hey, we've had enough of this double talk BS from Martin Walsh. We're going to go out there and make a statement. We're not going to uh, harass any of the people going to it because, nope. you know, we think a lot of them agree with us. And we want to present education. We want to uh, point out the double standard that Mayor Walsh is totally supporting this beer pong event, this beer garden, but against legal marijuana. And I think this is a good opportunity to do that. And I think that talking to some of my friends in the press, they're interested in this story. Mm-hmm. And if people come out, we're going to get some good press on this, and we're going to give them a little black eye. You know, maybe we get in, uh, on the front page of one of the big newspapers. There's only three of them in town. So some right. people say we're a two-newspaper town, but there's actually three of them, if you think about it, three big newspapers that are out there. 
and uh, we we need that kind of push. We need uh, them to show that it's not just a campaign to legalize marijuana for commercial. You know, they keep saying, "Oh, it's a commercial marijuana industry that's for this." No, it's us it, individual citizens. It's medical marijuana patients. We want it legal. Personal rights. Yeah, this isn't the campaign. Isn't behind this. The campaign hasn't told me to do this. No. They didn't ask me to do this. I talk to them often, but I just said, you know what? The community wants to do it. And if I have to give them, you know, the kind of the push, the platform, we'll do it. Because it, it's time. Mayor Walsh has gone on way too long with this ridiculousness, and we need to call him out on Did it. Did he, um, was he at the, like when they had their press conference? At was, the school? Yeah, at the school for addiction. Yeah. Okay. And there was a story that came out on that that I thought was very good. I that read pointed that out that they, he really cheapened the whole, yep. him and especially uh, the governor, really cheapen the whole thing against opiates. You know, they, yes. they've, they've gotten so much progress and goodwill, and people want to work on this opiate issue, and then you use that to go campaign against legal marijuana at a school for addicts. It's really cheap. It's a low shot. It's, this, is lo, this is the low brow, and this is the Boston media not doing their job, not calling out. You, look at, uh, you want to look at lies and misstatements. Every single week, there's another misstatement, a lie, coming from the campaign against that ha- safe and healthy campaign they just they're full of it they're, so they're full of it. They, they just put out stuff that's not true and the media is not calling them out on it mayor walsh puts out ridiculous stuff saying that marijuana causes opiate abuse when we're you know Stephen <laughs> and i us. are two examples we tell you the of exact people getting opposite. off opiates using cannabis and we have our medical issues haven't changed we're working mm-hmm. full you know i'm working full time we got families we're productive members of society yep. why can't we use medical cannabis your stories are very powerful, too. They need to be told to a bigger audience. They do. I'm very intrigued by them. So we, we, we need to get out uh, again. I, I'm going. I, I, I can't say I'm going to be there 100%, but I'm trying. I'll be there. And if you're not there, it's fine. Yeah. Steven's going to represent I'm, for me either way. Wednesday, yes. August 10th at 5 p.m. City Hall Plaza. Thank you, Warren Lynch. <laughs> I'm still learning She's the radio rules. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm just, you know, leaning back. I think, I think it's still picked up, though. That's all right. Yeah. Yeah. And Carrie, your website one more time is uh, joincarry.org, J-O-I-N-K-E-R-I.org. And I like Please visit. And what was that slogan I liked earlier? Sink Rock the, the Boat. The rock the Boat. Yeah, not Sink boat, the Boat. B-O-A-T. <laughs> boat. Rock the Boat. See, I always get Rock the Boat. Yeah. yeah. It's, it is time to rock the boat. It I hope is. you win, Carrie. I'm trying to rock it, so we'll we'll, we'll see. <laughs> and that's joincarry.org. Check yes. out the Facebook page. Too. I forgot to tell you. I have my website too, vhinc.org. But I'm actually my What's organization. What's that again? V-A-H-I-N-C dot org. Okay. And we're actually having our first information seminar mm-hmm. on it's this Tuesday night at uh, in Bellingham, Massachusetts, at the at the Bellingham Senior Center. So we're going to be there talking about the alternative medicines, alternative healing aspects, and how the dangers of treatments with with opioids over a long period of time are just no good for you. That's awesome. Yep. Uh, they expected a good turnout, you think? Yeah, yep. yeah. We've been posting uh, material. We were at their town hall, police station, fire department. Because uh, we're finding more and more. The fire and police aren't rushing to people's houses to save them because they get too high. Right. And and they're tired of going out on those calls to the same people. Yeah, for heroin. Right. Yeah, and now the Narcan, the Narcan just got bumped up again. Yeah. The price of that's going up. It's a shame. Do you have a Facebook page, too? Yes, I do. What is it called? Veterans Alternative v- Healing Inc. Inc. Yep. All right, we were out of time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right? Yeah. 
All right, I want to thank everyone again. Uh, thank Carrie for coming in. My pleasure. This was great. I'll come back soon, I promise. Thank you, and, and best wishes on the campaign. Thank you. Running for state rep, and I also want to thank uh, Stephen Mandeli here. I want to thank you, Mike. I mean, you're here all the time doing this, getting the word out. Um, I, I think it's it's super important. I wish there were more doing it, but I'm I'm glad that you are the one here doing it. Thank you, too, bro. And uh, I want to thank uh, Herbie, I guess. <laughs> Not you're, really, though. You're welcome, dude. Not really. <laughs> you try to set me up today with, with this other guy over here that we had a kick out of the studio. I'm not even saying his name anymore. Why should my listeners get exposed to that stuff? Aren't you wearing a, 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 a Outlaw Roadshow shirt right now? Uh, I am. Actually, no, wait. <laughs> it's a, it's a, a Ryan smashing life or whatever. That oh, was yeah. his old endeavor. His, <laughs> that was his old thing. Maybe that's what got him going. Yeah. You're bringing up hurtful memories. He was nice at first. Then he set me up, and then uh, I got Warren Lynch here. Thanks for having me on your show, Mike. Thanks for co-hosting, bro. <laughs> I love your voices. Uh, you, uh, you're running for state rep still, right? 2018. I hope you get elected, man. Be the so my election's a little before his. But yeah. Then, yeah. yeah. That would be the funniest crap ever if you got elected. I would love to see some of the shit. Warren, you, you can caucus with. with me It'll then. It'll be metal. It would be metal. <laughs> Because I see your Facebook page. It's, it's we'll have good like stuff. wrestling and burlesque and car races. <laughs> It'll be awesome. Will John Cena be there? We'll try. How about him. Dean Ambrose? I don't know who Dean that Ambrose. is. Dean yeah. Ambrose. Get him there. Yes. Oh, is it Game of Thrones? <laughs> well, actually, even better would be like uh, the, the Bella Twins or uh, Paige or... Uh, we'll get Tiny the Terrible. Yeah. Well, what's her name? She's local. Is uh, Sasha Banks. Yeah, you don't know. Oh. These are all the new wrestlers. Oh, okay. You're going in the past. Andre the Giant. He's dead. No, no, He's like, dead, uh, like uh, Boston Tiny Tim League is dead, of Women Wrestlers. Right? Oh, yeah. see, yeah. Oh, you're. We'll even, get the glow. You're, you're <laughs> like cool. These Go are people glow. we can actually get, Mike. The Boston, <laughs> like uh, Heather. Heather does that now, right? Oh, I don't know Heather. Oh, Heather Matt. Stabitha the Thrills will do it though. All right, we need more roller derby too. Yeah. I know there needs to be more roller derby. I used to derby. co-host with my my old one of my old co-hosts, Heather Mack. She's now one of the wrestlers. So that's awesome. Cool. I and she also hosts a show over in uh, Somerville, Somerville Community. Uh, I I forget what it's called, but she does the Somerville uh, station over there. And now she's a wrestler too. I would be afraid of her. I would definitely not mess with that. I'm, if I'm messing with you at all, Heather, I am sorry. <laughs> She's verbally good, too. But we got to go. The uh, bosses are looking at us saying you're over. It's, it's time to go. We'll be back next week at uh, same time, 6 p.m. Young Jerk. See you later. Bye. Bye. W-E-M-F.